Hey everybody, Josh here for another episode of the weekly vlog. Did you miss me? I was actually out of the country last week. I guess the last two Sundays, so I've, I've actually missed two weeks in a row, sorry to say. I did keep up with my newsletter, so make sure you're subscribed on Substack. Link will be in the description. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you're following the Substack, because once in a blue moon, I go out of the country, I travel, whatever, and I miss doing the vlog, but I rarely ever miss doing my weekly Substack post. It's kind of the cornerstone of my content, and it's the best, coolest, most fun stuff. So make sure you're subscribed there. Anyways, today what I wanted to do is quickly catch you up on where the heck I was and the last week in business, which was actually a big one. I'm going to get into that in just a second. First and foremost, last week was away in Florida visiting my dad, which was great. For those who don't know, I live in Canada. And for those who don't know about that, it gets cold in the winter and it kind of sucks. Now, it's, it's not really the cold temperature that gets me. It's number one, spending more time inside. And number two, as has been a lot of this winter, it's just more gray. So you don't get as much sunshine. You don't get as much vitamin D. And I find that after a month or two of that, it, it really takes, a, it, it, you know, an effect on you and your energy levels and stuff like that. So I was very lucky because my dad went down to Florida for a few months. So my wife and I went for a week and went to visit him, did a little bit of work, took some time off, spent some time in the sun, got re-energized, and that explains why the heck I wasn't here, and now I'm back and in action. And we had a big week. It was actually an ironically well-timed week off, because the next day, so we, we left, today's the 25th, we were away until the 18th yeah, of February, and the next day, coincidentally, was a holiday here in Canada, family day. I think in the US was President's Day or whatever the heck you guys call it. Although it was your holiday first, I think we copied it, so I can't make fun of it. And so it was nice to have that extra day off. And then the day after, we had a huge launch at Visto. So you may or may not know, I'm the CEO of an immigration tech company called Visto. We build Canadian immigration software. And this week we had a huge launch and it lined up perfectly because it was like two days after I got back from my vacation. So I was well rested took some time, some, some time away to think about, okay, how do we want to market this? How do we want to sell it? What type of copy do we want to use? So that was pretty good timing. And we launched Canada's first immigration AI assistant. So what does that mean? Imagine ChatGPT, but specifically for Canadian immigration. That's what we built, which I think is really cool. If you're not into Canadian immigration, you might just be like, oh, great. It's another like ChatGPT ripoff kind of thing. But here's why it's important. When you're practicing some area of law, right? So I, I used to practice as an immigration lawyer. The problem with trying to use something like ChatGPT is their model might be trained on outdated information, or it might be like pulling random crap from like a random blog post or a random Reddit thread, or it might be making stuff up out of thin air, right? So I don't know if any of you heard this story. If you're in the legal space, you may have heard this. I think it happened about a year ago. There was a lawyer in New York, I want to say, and he used ChatGPT to draft a brief and made the wise decision of not reviewing said brief that ChatGPT drafted. The problem was that ChatGPT made up cases out of thin air to reference in the brief. The judge found out and the guy got in deep, deep crap, right? 
So the reason I say this is using some of these random chatbots, they could just make up random stuff, which as a lawyer especially, you don't really want that to happen. So what we did was we built a custom database and algorithm that only uses the government rules, laws, operational manuals, all that kind of stuff. So when the immigration professionals that are using Visto, that's our company Visto, and what we called it creatively was Vistobot. I know, I know, we're, we're quite creative on the naming front. When professionals are using Vistobot, they know that this bot is not making random stuff up. It's not pulling data from 2012. It's not pulling information from your mother's Reddit thread in 2014, right? It's only relying on government information and laws and rules and stuff like that. So we launched it on Tuesday. The other thing is, it's really good, right? Before we launch anything, before we even test stuff with our own clients, I get to test it first, right? As the resident in-house immigration lawyer. So I was testing it. We were tweaking it for a while. We knew it had to be really good, right? Because if you don't make it good enough and it starts spitting out incorrect answers or not complete answers, people aren't going to stick around too long, right? People don't have the attention spans. They're too busy. There's so much stuff going on these days, right? So you really got to get this stuff right the first time or get it as, as right as you possibly can. So anyways, it took us a few months. We got it really good. And then about two weeks ago, we started beta testing it with a handful of our current clients, right? So we didn't just, you know, we could probably have a whole discussion on maybe how to launch tech products. I don't know if many of you work in the tech space or build or launch tech products. But from my experience, what we do is first we build and test internally pretty rigorously. Then when we're happy with it, we ask a small number of our users to test it as well, get their feedback, see if they can find any bugs that we missed. And then once it passes that second stage, we launch it to all of our clients. And the reason for that is quite obvious. Number one, we do our internal test to make sure the quality is high enough. And then the, the reason for the beta test really is because, and this is something I didn't really learn until I kind of got into tech, like I'm going to test something a little bit differently from you who's going to test it a little bit differently from your uncle's cousin, right? So sure, we can test it rigorously ourselves, but I have my own biases and my own habits and stuff like that. So before launching it to like 50 or 100 or 1,000 users, it's great to have like 5 or 10 or 15 of your users test it as well, help get those bugs out first, and then it's in a better place when you launch it. And then, you know, Fixing and finding the bugs quicker is good because when there's only five people or 10 people using it, it's not that big of an inconvenience. But if you have to take something down and fix it while there's a hundred people trying to use it or a thousand or 10,000 people trying to use it, it's obviously a little bit different, right? So anywho, it's been really good so far. It's only been one week, but certainly drummed up just from announcing it on LinkedIn and to our email list and on social and telling our current clients about it. The feedback has been really good. It was a hectic week on my end because number one, I was getting back from holiday. And then number two, a lot of that marketing got us a lot of attention, a lot of demos that have been booked by immigration professionals and immigration firms that are interested in using or trying out the bot. So I think it's been great. Time will tell, right? Obviously, the company doesn't really change overnight. I think this is a pretty game-changing feature, the first of many, 
right? We're, we're really now starting to flesh out the AI capabilities of our platform, which is really exciting. Not just because I think it's really good right now, but because the wheels in my brain are already spinning on how we can make it better, right? What we can add next, what new functionality we can leverage AI to do to make it that much better, to save our clients even more time, to give them a better experience, all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited. We're headed in a good direction and I'll keep you posted on, you know, like the next couple weeks, the next couple months, I think are going to be exciting in a good way. And we'll have to see how all this plays out. We have some good opportunities ahead as well in terms of not even just law firms that are interested in this software, but tech companies and, you know, partnerships and stuff like that. So I think it'll be really good. Of course, I will keep you posted week over week on how things are going. So that was kind of most, most of it for me, for my week on the book side, because as we know, I always have to report in on the book reading, which is very important. I did my typical habit. So for those of you who've been following me for, for, for quite some time, you know, two things. Number one, I like to read business books, personal development, business biographies, autobiographies, which is typically what I read when I go away on vacation. I like to go back to my first love, which is reading fantasy, right? Lord of the Rings, you know, Harry Potter, all that kind of stuff. That's what I grew up reading. And I, I it just, I don't know. I, I love reading that kind of stuff. And I find it as a nice way to also unplug and escape the business world and the stresses of real life and all that kind of stuff. So when I was away, quick sip of water there, when I was away, I started reading a fantasy book that my wife found in the little library in our condo. I only got about halfway through because it was a long book. It was fine, but I, I'm not going to finish it because now I'm back in action and I'm back to reading business books. So on, on the business book front, I recently finished Lee Iacocca's biography. If you're on my Substack, you would know this because I you know post every week about my book situation. Finished Lee Iacocca's biography, which was, I think, autobiography, actually, because he wrote it, was really good. I highly recommend it. I didn't even know who he was. He was the former president of Ford, then became the president of Chrysler. Anyways, really good book because, number one, I didn't really know much at all about the auto industry, and I don't plan on working in the auto industry, but I just find it fascinating to learn about different business industries and Number one, just to know how they work. And number two, there's always lessons you can take and apply to your own industry, right? So learning about the auto industry. And number two, he was obviously a super successful guy, super smart. And I found his writing to be very casual in a good way and just easy to read, easy to follow along, told good stories. I, I would highly recommend reading it. Now I'm about one fourth of the way through a book that's written by Sam Walton the founder of Walmart. And what's it called? Hold on. Sam Walton book. It's called Sam Walton Made in America. And I first heard about this book because I listened to the episode of the Founders podcast, which I've fallen in love with. I think I've mentioned it before. Obviously, you should continue listening to my podcast if you're listening or continue watching if you're watching this vlog on YouTube. But I first heard about this from the Founders podcast, which I highly recommend. It's a great podcast. And then totally coincidentally, my wife bought it for me for my birthday about a month ago. So started reading it about a quarter of the way through. Really good. It kind of reminds me of 
the, what's his name, Ray Kroc book, like the memoir. Ray Kroc was the founder of McDonald's, and he wrote a really good memoir on his journey starting McDonald's. And I really liked it. You can say what you want about like McDonald's and Walmart. Are they good for America? Are they not? I don't know, right? But I'll tell you this. The books are good reads, and they were, they're very well written. And so far, I'm really enjoying the Made in America book by Sam Walton. So, so far, I'm only a quarter of the way through. I don't know if I'll finish it by next week. I am moving pretty quickly through it. I, I hope to finish it by next week, but there's a chance I don't. So anyway, so far, it gets a thumbs up from me because I'm really enjoying it. And of course, I'll give you the full review when I do finish the book. Anyways, that's it for me this week. We're coming on 13 minutes here. I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you, as always, for following. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. If you can like the video, make sure you're subscribed. It really helps the channel out. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, if you can make sure you're subscribed and you know give a good review, again, this stuff just helps me with the algo algorithm, helps push the show around, maybe gets me some more followers, some more viewers, all that kind of stuff. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed on my Substack. The link will be in the description, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. And that's where the best weekly stuff comes consistently, right? Every week, I rarely miss posting a Substack. So I highly recommend that you follow there. Anyways, thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.